we are still in the season where he is making himself known unto his people. Much more than I have known, I want to know. Much more than I have heard, I want to hear. Much more than I have seen, open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. He that stands and call is supreme. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. It is not just an empty echo from somewhere. It's from the being from eternal. Open my eyes. If you can't see him, you will mistake the voice with any other voice. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Just five minutes. Be intense with it. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. He, he was not there when you were walking and when you died and when you resurrected. But he came in line and all of a sudden his eyes was open. And that which was the least beard more. Speaking of Paul, open my eyes. Your life will only make a testament when it bears the records of reality. Open my eyes. He said, that's which we have seen, heard, handled. Your life will only make a testament when it records reality. Open my eyes. It is first experiential. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Open my eyes. Jesus is you. Is you I want to see. Is you I want to see. Somebody praying. Is you I want to see. There is Shali Baravena Koskavana Manta. SS Veneto Shana Matagavaradias. In the name of Jesus Christ, precious Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth over, over everyone here and expose to us that which we need to know deeper than the letters in the name of Jesus Christ. And let the Spirit of Christ be present in this room, left to right, front to back, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Before I proceed, I want to acknowledge and appreciate God's servant, Mamoto Bongumore, once again, the chapel rep, and also Sir Covenant. It's a great privilege to be here, and I give God all the glory. Hallelujah to Jesus Christ. Before we sit, I want to draw a clue from the chaplain's address. She said, this Joel 2 army is a combination of armies of Gideon, David, Joshua, and Christ Jesus, all wrapped into one mighty army. It therefore means that it will take dynamics to operate in this kind of pattern. It will take dynamics. It will take, it will take strict instruction. It will, take, it will take skills to operate as an army of the end time. It is not just haphazard. 
I overheard the story that why Biafra could not win the war is because of they were not strategic in their planning. They had few men, and all they just knew was just to carry guns, shoot about. They were not strategic. But the end time army are strategic people, composed of strategic structure set in place to establish others, to establish the kingdom of God. So you're seated here is not just to hear random things. You're seated here is to hear precise things. Where am I? What am I doing? Where am I going to? What does he want me to do? Where is he leading me to? What is he saying now? What is he saying five years from now? Ten years from now? What if I live here now? What is he saying now? How do I make the step now? Strategic and precise movement. Hallelujah to Jesus. So I trust God that while you are seated here, you will hear beyond what I am saying in the name of Jesus Christ. Please be comfortably seated. Mm. When I saw the caption for this retreat, I, I was so happy. I was so happy because God is forming set of persons. I pick from the word of God's servant. He said, God is the greatest coder. So right now, what God is doing is, is encoding. He's just putting things in place. He's putting this sister in place. He's putting her in place just to take her to somewhere in the north. He's putting this other sister in place just to take her to that sector where she will be working. He's putting this other brother in place just so that by the time he appears there as the manager, he will not malfunction. So a setting like this is God's plan. It's God's plan. It's more than what people sat down to pray and think about. They are sitting down to praise that they fell into the plan. Praise God. So please, I want you to pay rapt attention. I might be saying plenty of things, but I want you to pay rapt attention. God is said to do something with your life. And it will show forth in the name of Jesus Christ. The theme I said earlier on before now is Christ's last day's army. Why is it last day army? Has somebody ever wondered? Why is it not just armies? Or why is it not just um, Christ's last day preachers? Why is it army? Have you ever wondered? Why is it coined in that word, military term, that military term called army? It is because of what they will stand to execute. Are you there? It's because of what they will stand to execute. The body of Christ is not scattered, is one. And when you look at the military, you understand that they are one. Yoruba, Hausa, Igbo. Deaf, dumb. As far as they wear that uniform, that is in line. They are one. So from their marching, you see that they are one. They are talking. You see, in fact, from their arrogance, you see that they are one. You see an a, a army man that is angry. You see another one angry. Five of them angry. You don't know what they are angry for, but all of them are just angry. Very aggressive. The lifestyle is one. Even after they've pulled off the uniform and they've dropped, the lifestyle is still one. Praise God. So that's why it's an army. The, 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 the unity, the unity, the synergy of the movement 
is what God wants to use to establish that which he has for the end time. And I believe that everyone seated here, you are not just a number here, but you are part of the army. And I trust God to make fine men out of each and every one of us in the name of Jesus Christ. We'll be looking at spiritual discipleship principles for following Christ for every believer. Spiritual discipleship. I want to start from here. From Genesis, we will see that God created Adam. And in the long run, Adam fell. And heaven thought of a strategy to put man in place. To bring man to that very place again. And the man Jesus stepped into the scene. When Jesus stepped into the scene, God was not looking for, let us do it and let it just end there. When Jesus stepped into the scene, God began putting in place plans, structures, so that his appearance and existence will not wear off after he is gone. I'll say it again. God began putting in other structures, principles, things, so that his existence will not fade away after he is gone. Are you there? So he brought in that after Jesus Christ. Now, if you check from the book of Matthew chapter 3, or Matthew chapter 4, can we go there? Matthew chapter 4. I want to show you a civilization of people. Matthew chapter 4. Alright. From Matthew chapter 4. Now, you can see all through that, that that was when Jesus, after baptism, was tempted of the devil. You can be scrolling down as I'm speaking. Was tempted of the devil. And when he came out, Now, that is exactly from verse 15. You will see a civilization. Let me go to verse 15. Let me start from 14. That's what was was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might might be brought to pass. I'm reading Amplified. Might be brought to pass. 15. The land of Zebulun, the land of Naphtali, in the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, of the people who are not of Israel. 16. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And for those who sat in the land and shadows of death, light has dawned. From that time, Jesus began to teach, crying out, repent. For the kingdom of God is at hand. 18. And as he was walking by the sea, he noticed two brothers Before then, let me see King James. Go back to 17. Back to 17. All right. And he said unto them, Come after me, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And at once they left their net and became his disciples. Now, you will see a civilization of, in chapter 3, you will see a civilization of people. They were just tagged as people. They were just tagged as great multitude. So when he was walking, the first civilization of people he met, they were just people. They were just great multitude. 
but there was an introduction of a word follow me and to the end of the followership is that they become disciples i'm drawing a chain now after they were now disciples they were disciples for a long period of time and jesus died rose and ascended and they became witnesses do we see the chain people great multitude they followed and they were now disciples and they now became witnesses now between following and discipleship they believed now where a lot of us are in is that we believe we follow we believe but we neglect words of teaching we neglect words of teaching which is discipleship so the initial call of christ when he came apart from to save each and every one that had fallen was to establish his existence even while he's gone are you there it would have just been that he came he died he saved everybody and he left just the same way so many of us do not know much about obasanjo when he was president how many of us know much how many of us know much about obasanjo when he was president we just knew by current affair that we had obasanjo as president all right that is how it would have been by current affair that we had a man that came to die and save people and faded away ah did you hear that someone died and when he died a lot of us were saved that is all we would just hear but god wanted something much more he wanted his existence to still remain and the only way it can remain is by replicating himself in everyone that was saved follow me is by replicating himself in everyone that was saved and how did he do that he began to bid them come follow me come follow me and everyone that looked upon him irrespective of the fact that he was just a young man with garment they looked at him but with the word and the conviction at which he said come you will know that it is beyond a destination Are we there? So when, when he looked at Peter and the fisherman and he said, come. You cannot see me so hard working and tell me to leave everything I'm doing and just follow you. There is something more than just come. It is beyond a destination. If you will have such a God, knowing that I am older than you and you are just much younger, to look at me, probably, let me use Brick Lane. I was mixing cement and building blocks and doing things and you look at me under the sun and tell me come leave what you are doing and as i then i would like you to understand that most of the things that they were doing they were engaged in fishing so it was a profitable trade are we there it was a profitable occupation so why will you tell me to leave something that's profiting and follow you it was more than a destination Praise God. The initial call of Christ to men 
with whom he planned to associate his purpose for world evangelization was to call to discipleship. You can see that in Mark chapter 1, 16, verse 17. Was a call to discipleship. Teaching. Come, I am this. I don't just want you to follow me. I want you to be like me. When I was growing, part of my, I'm still growing anyway, but at that initial state, part of my drive was, I don't know where I heard it from, but what was heavy in my heart was, I don't want to be the Christian that will go and meet somebody and say, please pray for me. Please fast for me. Please do this for me. I never wanted to be that kind of Christian. And I don't want to be that kind of Christian. I just felt there are people that were in command of the word of God. So instead of them being a liability to a sect, they became assets to the world. I pressed. I said, no, there is, there is something more. There is something more. It was along the line I heard, I think I heard Bishop now say, enough of this pray for me, pray for me, pray for me mentality. It is children's mentality. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Pray for me, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. There is a design and a structure to make you just like him. What did I say? There is a design and a structure to make you just like him. I say it again. There is a design and a structure to make you just like him. And that is discipleship. That structure, that design to make you just like him. I pray that at the end of this meeting, you will not only look like him, you will talk like him, you will walk like him, you will be like him. People will now look at you and say, oh, how precious it is that we have you in our lineage. God will help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So to the teaching, Matthew chapter 16, 24, 26. Matthew 16, 24, 26. I'm waiting for you. Okay. I thought as much. Matthew 16. I want to bring to our notice something. Okay, then said Jesus unto his disciples, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. I want to start from the end to the top. Take up his cross and follow me. Now, from Matthew chapter 4, everyone or some set of people from the great multitude that followed him, the word that was introduced to the context was, follow me. Now, if you check the interpretation of that from the Greek, it just meant, accompany me. Walk with me. Let's take a walk. If you check from the Greek, that's what it means. Let's take a walk. Come with me. Let's go together. So, 
everyone that Jesus met at that moment, he was saying, leave what you are doing. Follow me. Come. Let's take a walk. Let's take a walk. Let's take a walk. Let's take a walk. But when Jesus died and a man like Paul came into the scene, a man who never saw Jesus and who did not hear by physical, like, yes, who did not hear or see physically or hear him say, Paul, leave that thing that you are doing physically. Get me? Physically, leave that thing that you are doing and follow me. Was still able to follow after Christ. I'll say it again. From Matthew chapter 4, everyone from the multitude he met, he said, follow me. Come with me. Accompany me. Let's go. Let's go. Why that word follow was so much introduced in the context was because he was physical. Was because he was physical. So he was able to say, follow me. By so doing is that every part I take, take it with me. Accompany me. Let's walk together. So he used that, that word mostly because he was present. But for such a man like Paul in the book of First Corinthians 11 verse 1. For such a man like Paul. Paul followed Christ. But are you there? He said, be followers of me even as I also am of Christ. If you read it from Amplified, I want to read Amplified. First Corinthians 11. First Corinthians 11 verse 1. He said, pattern yourself after me. Then in bracket, he now said, follow my example as I imitate and follow Christ the Messiah. So for Paul, following was not just accompanying. Was not just a one-to-one walk. Following was imitating after the examples and the realities of Christ. So by this, I want to make you understand that followership, following Christ, is much more than locomotive activities. Are we there? Follow me. I want you to get it very well. It is much more than locomotive activities. Come with me. From Matthew chapter 3, when he met them and said, follow me. They were engaging in locomotive activities. Let's go here. They will turn. Locomotive activities. I know we all did biology, right? So we know what locomotion is. Physical movement. Locomotive activities. But for someone like Paul. No, stand. Keep walking. For someone like Paul, when he came into the scene. All he heard and all he saw was not Jesus Christ walking locomotive activities from one place to another. All what he saw is, come and sit down now. My physics and chemistry students, so let's assume that he's still walking. Are we there? Let's assume that he's still walking. So what he saw 
was the assumption that he's still, I want to use the word assumption because we are science students. So let's assume that he's still working. And Paul stood up and followed. At that point, he was not following a footpath. Are we there? At that point, he was not following a footpath. He was following a reality. Jesus walked on the surface of the earth. And when he walked, he did this, he did that, he did that. He followed. He was following a reality. So by this, I want to make you understand that followership is not just locomotive activities. It is an experiential activity. It is an experiential activity. So for everyone that is bidding now, you are hearing him follow. He's calling you into an experience. Not just a footpath. That is why people that follow after men, men, that follow after men, they fall into error. Because all they see is that man instead of the Christ in the man. So Paul now said, be followers of me, even as I also, I am of Christ. Therefore, you should not see me taking the steps. You should see Christ still walking in me. Praise God. Are we there? So, who is a disciple? Who is a disciple? When he called them, come. He didn't say, come, and I will make you disciples. Is that what he said? Is that what he said? Let's go to that scripture. Praise God. Um, Mark chapter 1, verse 16. Mark chapter 1 verse 16. Now as he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simeon and Andrew's brother casting the net into the sea, for they were fishers. Mark 1 17. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you become fishers of men. He didn't say, Come and I will make you disciples. Are you there? Good. So, the word disciple came into context because of the acts that Jesus was engaging. The word disciple came into context because of the acts that Jesus was engaging. So, you will see in scripture when, he, when they will ask him, Master, how did this happen? And he will say, this is how it happened. They will take note. Watch the activities. How come we could not cast out demon? It's because of your lack of faith. This can only be done by prayer and fasting. Take note. Jesus washed their feet and he said, Oh, also do likewise. Anyone that will rise should stoop low and also be servants. They took note. And the people that were clergy then and they were intellectual people that said, These are the disciples of Christ. Meaning, he's teaching them and they are accepting the teaching. Follow me. He's teaching them and they are accepting his teaching. 
So a disciple is one who is consciously engaged to receiving teachings from Christ. Number one. Just hold that first. That's one. A disciple is one consciously engaged to receiving teachings from Christ. You are consciously engaged. Right now he has ascended. So you are not seeing him physically. But there is a prompting from inside you that tells you, I need to know something. And you consciously walk up to Jesus. Jesus, teach me. That is a disciple. Someone who consciously engages in that practice of learning, accepting the teachings of Christ. Take notes. There were so many people that saw him walk on the surface of the earth. There were so many people that heard him on the surface of the earth. There were so many people that were privileged enough to touch the garments. There were so many people that were privileged enough to eat with him. There were so many people that were privileged enough to be in the same house with him. Even some women were privileged enough to sit at his feet, rub their hairs on his feet. But not all accepted the teachings of Christ. So they were not all called disciples. They were now followers. They just followed. They just followed. Some believed. Some said, ah, look at this thing you are saying is so hard for us. Uh, let's go. Uh, later we'll come back to you and, and see. If, if all what you are saying and sustains and walk through time and none is broken, we will, we will come back to you. A lot of people heard him. They heard the teachings. The synagogues were always jam-packed. But just very few accepted the teachings. Praise God. So a disciple is also a learner. Remember what I said before. I said accepts the teaching. That's one. You can put that somewhere up. Just upper script one. Just circulate. Also, a disciple is a learner or a people who accepts the teaching of Christ. Not only, okay, let me stop there. Who accepts the teaching of Christ. So, much more than following and accompanying. If you check scripture, you'll see that 70 followed. A lot fell back. But the 12 followed, accepted teachings. They were hard but they believe. It was, it was with a lot of stress, but they believe. It came with a lot of persecution. They believed. They were following. They accepted the teachings of Christ. Praise God. So from now, you can now see the difference between just following, and you can see the difference between following, believing, and being a disciple. Praise God. You can see the difference between following, believing, and being a disciple. So it's possible for you to be in this house. And you were born and brought up in a home where the mother's name is Mary and the father's name is John. Praise God. And probably the grandfather's name is Michael. And the great-grandfather's name is Gabriel. You were born and brought up in such a place. It does not necessarily mean... That because you were born in such a lineage of Christian names that 
you are a Christian. Neither does it mean that you are a follower, or neither does it mean that you are a disciple. You are to accept a path that you consciously choose. I'll say it again. You are to accept a path that you consciously choose. When you now consciously choose, maybe because your parents now Christian names they have been going to church, that means you have been following. And one or two Sundays, the man of God says something marvelous about Jesus Christ. And he said, what a mighty man. Ah, from the sins of this man, definitely this man died. I can see why I'm still alive. Then you believed. A lot come, die, and go. Just believe it. Will you make heaven? I'm not to decide, or I'm not to, I'm not the judge, sir, if you will make heaven. But a lot of people, a lot of folks in the multitude of people that gather in all worship days, they are just mere believers. He died for me, he died for me. It's okay. They do not accept the teachings of Christ. So accepting the teachings of Christ now makes you a disciple. Are we there? So do we see the difference between? So now you be the judge for yourself. Which one are you? A follower? A believer? A disciple? Be the judge for yourself. And if there is need for you to change ground, while in the course of this meeting, do not harden your heart. There is a better place of glory than where you are. Amen. Hmm. I plenty things in my, in my heart to pour out, so I'm trying to put them in order so that we would follow. Praise God. So after you have now decided your place by engaging in that conscious approach of, I want to learn from him and you become a disciple now this part of being a disciple is a rigorous part it's a part where a lot of people are afraid of it's a part where a lot of people do not want to go into it's a part where a lot of people do not even want to be called because just being called alone remains small therefore follow hang peter for cross just being called alone we follow. Just being called a disciple. Ah! Are you not one of his? Just, just that one alone. If we follow, therefore just hang Peter to for cross. Just like that. Just like that. And as at that point, he has not still believed much. There was still doubt in his heart. So you can imagine with the doubt if they hanged him to the cross for just saying he's a disciple. So just having the name alone. And people just looking at you on campus alone that, ah, you are that brother that follows Christ. Is enough fear that people do not want to tread into that path. So they leave their house, they leave their home, followers of Christ, believers of Christ. But when they come on campus, they take it upon themselves not to associate themselves with the reality and the rigorous effect of being a disciple. So they exempt themselves from the fold. Thinking that they are saving their neck and saving their head. Now for those who choose to preserve their life, what did the Bible say? 
So, them thinking that they want to preserve, so they have now left the folks of discipleship. And when you leave the folks of a disciple, you hear less of the word. The word will not have so much effect on you. Follow me, I'm going somewhere. The word will not have so much effect on you. You can say that the word has so much effect on the sect called the disciples, such that at the end, they were not just called disciples anymore. They were now called Christians. Do we see the graduation? It was as a result of accepting that teaching. Much of what Jesus said at close distance, not proximity, at close distance, much of what he said, the spirit and the reality of what he said was what transformed them from just mere people to Christians. So the testimony of everyone on the community was like, these people behave like Christ. So the people that were privileged to go to school then, now give them a name. Christians. Are you there? So people, you come on campus and you do not want to associate yourself with this sect of people called disciples. Okay, with this sect of people called chapel of praise workers. These people, they are so engaged. Day and night, they are here. Rain, sun, they are here. Five hours prayer, they are here. Let's pray by 12, they are here. Let's go for evangelism, they are here. Let's come and pray for palliative service, they are here. Let's pray for solution hour, they are here. Let's go for rehearsals, they are here. They leave their legs so hard because it got, it, it got to a time where the lecturer has, has, has finished teaching and is now using the remaining 30 minutes to be cracking jokes in the class and you now remember that it is a prayer time and you just excuse yourself because you know the, the class has ended actually. Uh, the 15 minutes is fun and play and you exempted yourself and you went to pray. They will look at you like you are a fool but you chose such a path and someone comes on campus and decides not to be associated with such a reality and says I want to spare my head I want to spare my neck and he leaves you people and associates himself just standing alone by just standing alone the winds of life blow entered into a compound where it is eight houses seven occultists one is a ninja bet person and only him belongs to Christ and by the time he's there before you know, he will start from Beth Ninja. <laughs> from Beth Ninja, you now see people that rap something. He will follow and rap. From rapping something, he will enter the bush. From entering the bush, he will come out a gangster. What has happened? He thought it was better to save his neck. Now, check it away. From the people that are being tortured in this part which is you that have chosen and the people that have been tortured in the other parts which torturing do you prefer let's talk let's talk the torturing of not sleeping the regular eight nine ten hours and the torturing of they come they come they come they come they come they don't come they don't come they don't come they don't come see the lecture see the lecture hide 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 which of the torturing do you prefer which one gives more peace? The them they come, they, they come, they, they come, they, they come. Or you sleep and wake up and you are still at peace. Which one? So now you can see how people consciously live a home that is sanctified and come into a a physical warfare. Like physical and spiritual warfare. Not the ones we are fighting, no. Our own we are fighting from a part of victory. 
their own, they are fighting from a part of defeat. Such a warfare. Just to save their neck from being associated with the word called disciples. So you can see that that part is not a part that is pleasant for everyone. It's not a part that is sweet. Anybody that tells you that it is sweet is a lie. It, it, was, it was because of the nature of being a disciple. We'll see that later. Because of the nature of being a disciple, Peter summoned courage and did like this. Rabbi, Rabbi, we have we've left everything. No? We know they will even come and kill us. And we are, we are following you. What do we stand to gain? Because of the weight of being associated with Jesus Christ to the point where he teaches you and you accept his teaching, Peter asked that question. Not because he was looking for something. Are we there? So many of you will say, um, Peter asked because he was looking. Peter was not looking for something. He was not looking for something. He asked because of what is behind discipleship. What is behind following Christ. After enduring all this, what's the end of it? He was not looking for it. That was why when Jesus gave him the response, the response were not gold and silver. Yet still he was comfortable with it. Are we there? Praise God. So now we can see the difference between follower, believer, disciple. Then we can now see a new word in the context. Christians. Praise God. If you jumped from they gave birth to you and you flew to being a Christian, it's a lie. It's a lie. Check the sequence. Those that were Christian, they passed through a process. Praise God. You must also pass through that process. Even Jesus on earth passed through the process. The Bible says he sat down and he learned from them. While learning from them, he became superior by much of the things he had received. So even Jesus sat down to learn. Praise God. Sat down to follow process. How much more you? So you don't just wake up and go to the church and say, Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, I accept you. And boom! You must follow the process. Tell your neighbor, follow the process. Hallelujah to Jesus. So basically, the call to discipleship is first the call to discipleship is first a call to seeking after Christ write that down the call to discipleship is first a call to seeking after Christ thank you Holy Spirit so completing that definition of whom a disciple is is someone that receives the teaching of Christ not just receive the teaching of Christ, consciously engage to receive the teaching of Christ, not just receives the teaching of Christ, but also practice the teachings of Christ and live the teachings of Christ. 
So it was in practicing the teachings of Christ and living the teachings of Christ that made them Christians. So that's the latter part of that definition. Are you there? So a call to discipleship is a call to seeking after Christ. I heard by the hearing of the year that he died and he resurrected and I was saved. And you said, I want to know this man that died and resurrected and boom, I was saved. How did it happen? And you engage yourself in that activity from your heart. Jesus, I have heard about you. I want to know you. Not for what I will stand to gain. But for the impetus and the, and, the, and the reality of that switch you did. It was so real that the same man that pierced inside. The real person of Christ, the man that pierced inside, was the one that spoke of It was so real that the same man, when he pierced, the structures of Jesus Christ, they are fixed. The principles are fixed. Praise God. Whether he is there or not, as far as you engage those things, he responds to you. Praise God. But you now come into a relationship where you don't even know who you are in a relationship with. So it is it's like paying for a food you are not eating, you are not seeing, a house you are not living in, a house you know nothing about. You just, by the end of the month, you just... Uh-huh. It's just like bank. Good. It's just like bank. At the end of the month, you just see that they are debiting you. 30,000. 30,000. 30,000. Your salary is 40, you, but they are debiting you 30,000. 30,000. 30, a time will come. If you used to wear suit and go to work, you wear jeans and go to the bank. I said, you want to kill me? Why will you suck so much out of me? That is it. The system will suck so much out of you. So you'll be caught up in activity stuff. Let's go for evangelism. You follow. You don't know Christ, but you're just going. Give your tithe. You don't know Christ, but you're giving your 10%. You don't know him. So you don't know whom you give your tithe to. You don't know whom you give your offering to. So it's, it's even a burden for you to remove that offering, to remove that tithe and give. That relationship is conventional. You are gaining nothing from it. God is still God. You are gaining nothing from it. But God is still God. So it will be wisdom. It will be wisdom to engage in the relationship so that it is intimate instead of conventional. There is so much to gain when he knows your name and you know his name. Oh my God. There is so much to gain that when you look upon him you can touch his feet. And he can stretch out his hands and lift you up. There is so much to gain where beyond the, 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 beyond the beauty of what is around him, you tap into the source of him that provides the beauty. There is so much to gain. There is so much to gain. So a call to this, he, he loves us so much. The realities that they experienced, they were not the same realities that those that were following experience. 
So that is why somebody like Brother John can be put inside hot oil and he comes out. Kai, put a normal man inside hot oil, he will not come out. What has happened? They have come into that fellowship with Christ Jesus as a result of being a disciple, accepting his teachings. Praise God. Permit me to say, sir, when you gave me this stuff, I, I was skeptical about reading it. You knew why? Because since it was in a short time, I wanted to be sure of what God would be saying to me than following the script of this. But it gladdens my heart that now I'm taking my time to look at it. It synchronizes. Now, can you just bow your heads a few minutes and just, and, just, and just call his name Jesus. 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 Amen. Amen. Now, when you are in this intimate relationship with Christ Jesus, the discipler, the teacher, when you are in this intimate relationship with him, as I said earlier, there is so much you can gain from it. I was watching also Passion of Christ, and I, and I got to understand that when, um, what's that young man's name that um, assisted in carrying the cross? What's his name? One person should talk to me here. Eh? Yes, Joseph of Arimathias. God bless all of you that said it. Joseph of Arimathias. Praise God. So, while watching it, I got to understand that Jesus was carrying the cross and Joseph of Arimathias was also there. The moment Jesus left the cross, Joseph of Arimathias fell. Let me put it again. The moment, anytime Jesus would fall, Joseph of Arimathias would fall too. So in other words, it was not even Joseph of Arimathias that was carrying that cross. There was Jesus himself was carrying the cross. All what Joseph of Arimathias did was he bared the cross. So when you come into that mutual relationship with him, you bear. You don't carry so for those of you that see it as it is laborious that you are carrying it you are carrying it you are not in a relationship with him because when you are in a relationship with him you are not carrying you are bearing you are just there he's the one doing the carrying so it is not tedious my friends as it looks it is not painful as it looks it's just that you are not in a close relationship with him. What is being called to discipleship, it is called to dying to self. It, 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 it's not comfortable, but yet still. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. It is not comfortable, but yet still. It is not pleasant, but yet still. It looks like I am not sleeping the regular eight hours, but yet still. 
It looks like all what I have is just one trouser and five shirts, but still I need to appear in service all the time. It looks like I do not have what to eat, but yet still. I remember once, I don't know if I've said it here. I said the first time I went to National Delegate Prayer Conference, my mother said I would disown you. Yes. She said, if by any means you leave for that program, I will disown you. She's not a wicked woman. She's just a loving mother. She said, I will disown you. And I ended up the call. I said, God. So I will lose a mother. Just for going for National Delegate Prayer Conference. Then I said, you can sustain me irrespective of it. And I picked up the call again and I told her, Ma. Please, I need to go. She said, if you go, I will disown you. I said, so be it. And I ended up the call. She's still my mother up till today. So it is a call to denying of yourself. At that moment, I was ready for anything. That was not the first. There was another time we were supposed to go for an Easter conference somewhere in Oyo. And I told her I was going. She said, don't go. I said, I'm going to say, don't go. He said, once you go, don't come back to this house again. I said, what? What is this? What did I do to deserve this? Why? And I said, nevertheless, I will go. And I, she's still my mother up to today. She paid my fees still, my extra here. What am I saying? A denier to self. For everyone that said, if I die, I die. They, they, they did not die. Brothers, wake up. Sisters, wake up. What is that thing that you hold so much in possession, that you hold so much in high esteem, that you cannot just let go? What is that? What is that? If it's worth much more, then why is your life still the way it is? I'd rather give in to what will transform my life than to give in to what will still make my life like every other man. It is denial to self 220 220 he said I have been crucified with Christ it is no longer I who live but Christ it is no longer I who lives but Christ lives in me and the life I now live in the body, I live by faith. The son of God whom loved me and gave himself to me. It comes to that point where your reason, your decisions, your everything. Not because of you are careless about plannings and putting your life in order. No, not because you are careless about it. But just because of you accept something higher than what ATP. I didn't know since Christ's forfeits could put together for you. You accepted something higher than what a BSc in, 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 in botany, BSc in biological science can give you. A BED, you accepted something higher. Um, Gosavan was saying, ah, after everything, we attained a high result, a good result. And all of a sudden, he calls, my son, come up here. Ah, my degree. And you let go of it. It is dying to self. Dying to desires. Dying to your heart. Dying to that influence. Dying to that offense. Dying to that anger. Dying to that non-recognition. Dying to all of it. Dying to certainly all of it. 
All of it. They don't need to see me, Jesus. But all I want is just to be in this army for you. They don't need to hear me. They don't need to clothe me. They don't need to give me an armor. They don't need to wear me a crown. I don't need to be recognized. Mama does not to call my name. The chaperone does not need to call my phone. Nobody needs to visit me. Denial to all of that. But Jesus, I will press on towards you. I will keep following you. Lastly, call to discipleship is discovering and utilizing all the properties, the tools, everything that is needed for the work ahead. Everything that is needed for the work ahead. Every of the giftings made available through Jesus Christ. So you will not have access to it if you are just a mere follower. Maybe you just have one over four. I really don't know fractions. But one over four access to it when you are a believer. But to be a full partaker, you are a disciple. The giftings, Holy Ghost, everything you could think of. Spiritual gifts, life experience, skills, acquired education, everything, everything that is embodied in Christ. Praise God. So you can only gain full access to it when you are a disciple. You cannot get access to our certificate if all you did was just to pay school fees and stay in your house. You are just a believer. You know Axel exists and you paid school fees because you have money. So the call to discipleship as I round up is a process. Tell somebody it is a process. So we'll just outline that process shortly and we pray. Matthew chapter 16. Matthew 16, 24. 24, 26. Is he on the screen? Then Jesus said unto his disciples, if anyone desires to be my disciple, let him deny himself, number one, and take up his cross, number two, follow me, number three. I'll read it the Amplify way. Then Jesus said unto his disciples, if anyone des- desire to be my disciple, let him deny himself, disregard, lose sight, and forget himself and his own interests. And let him take up his cross and follow me, cleave to, steadfastly to me, conform wholly to my examples in living, and if need be in dying also. So it is a process for anyone. Tell somebody, anyone. Anyone. It can be anybody. When I came on campus, I was somebody that used to sag here. I used to sag. I want to wear big chain belts and all those things. I needed a lifestyle of myself. I've been living that way anyway. But I needed more lifestyle of myself. Until I came in contact with Brombotidim and Salem and the Common Bongofon. So anyone, praise God. It is a desire to come after. Jesus made it clear that a true disciple is one who pursues after him. A call to discipleship. The process is the desire to come after Jesus. You are not seeing him, but you recognize that there is, there is an external enablement in the life of mama. There's an external enablement in the life of God's servant. And you push to it. Thank you. I keep this one in my pocket. I use this one. Praise God. So it is 
It is that called you desire to come after him. Friends, there is more when you are with Jesus Christ. I can't tell you much, but there is more. So much more. So much more. And, and he also said, let him deny himself. Look around you. Look, look around you. What is profiting? It was, it, was, it, was Lawrence, it was Lawrence that said, if that thing that you are actually pursuing cannot make a difference out of your life, then I don't see any reason why you are pursuing it. If that thing that you are pursuing, if that thing, come on, friends. It does not matter so much. If it matters so much, it should have been in the context. Jesus told them, come and do He said, ah, let me go and bury my... Ah, let me go back to... Let it go. He's capable of sustaining all of that. Praise God. Take up your cross. Take up his cross. It is hard. I'm from a poor home. My CGPA is low. Take it up. follow Jesus. That conscious decision. My compound every day. See, where I used to live that time, in year one, year two, it was a burden to stay there. So I would run and always come to them. Ibis has that time. Elijah Polycarp was there. I would run and come and spend five days there, go back to my house, change my clothes. The, the environment was not it. They will push you, you will say all manner of things, you do all manner of things, you will see all manner of things, but I consciously, I, I needed Jesus. I needed Jesus. The understanding of Christ in my family is low. So I needed Jesus. Take up your cross and follow me. Not just the footpath, but the reality of who he is. To this end, the scriptures now say, the letter kill it, but the spirit make it. The reality is that spirit. You follow after that spirit. The promptings. The realities of that spirit. You consciously follow. It's a critical choice. It might not be pleasant. In fact, it is never pleasant. It is a critical choice. I sought for Jesus. I wanted to go for NDPF. I had no transport. Delegate prayer conference. I had no transport to go to Abuja. But I told God, by all means, I want to be there. Because I know that you are there. And I can encounter you for my life. I want to be there. Friends, how I got there, I don't know. Someone was supposed to go. The person did not go. They now carry me and put in the person's place. When I even went there, I had no money to feed. But God made a way. I led a ministration. And after leading the ministration, I got in contact with friends. People just met me. That was how God was providing my meal all through the session. No damn. So if I were to think about the transport, if I were to think about what I would face there, if I were to put that all into consideration, I would never admit Christ in such a manner and in such a place. Friends, deny yourself. Deny yourself. Let it be that conscious act. Where I am working now, I left the previous place. Not because of salary. Because of the Jesus I am looking for. If I stay in this working place, I will see him better. I will know better. So I left the other. I didn't even tell them I had resigned. It was after like one week or one month that I told them, ah, I cannot continue with you people. You know, I found a better place. The better place was not the pay. It was the same salary. The better place was that, com- that comfort in Christ that I will get. What am I saying? It is that conscious 
that conscious that conscious very conscious let it let it be very real to you take that bold step friends come on take that bold step you can risk so much to swallow paracetamol you can risk so much to swallow amatem you can risk so much to take all of that not even knowing the content of it none of you can even pronounce the content of the leaflet none of you can even pronounce some of the names of those medications you take but you take it you risk it and you take it just to find out that you were relieved if you can take such a risk to accept jesus how much more? How much more? I choose to, I always say it out loud. Jesus, I, I choose to risk it for you. I choose to risk it for you. Shall we rise to our feet? That conscious step. Now, I am not saying say it in the flesh. He was saying it in the flesh that Jesus had to rebuke him. He said, where you will go, we will go. We will follow you anywhere. Oh, ah, you will not die. You will not die. We will not allow them to kill you. It was that conscious, but it was in the flesh. It was not in the spirit. It is that conscious. I choose it on this campus. I used to tell my friends, oh, thank God I did not fall into the hands of so many beautiful girls on this campus. I would have wasted my life. I choose to. I've been in a female's house and I stood up and I ran away. I choose to. I choose to. That conscious, that conscious. It will cost you everything, but what will everything give you? I stand today by reason of that conscious step. Jesus, it's you I'm looking for. Jesus, it's you I want. My department may neglect me. Let me tell you something. When, when I realized I had a spillover, which was mostly because of my final year exams as a result of a lot of things that were happening mostly on my final year exams and i wrote the exams while people were jubilating i remember i came to this guava place down there i sat down and i was crying and what i was saying in my heart was what will i tell people that happened will i tell them that jesus was not faithful no what will i what will i explain to people my thought was not money. My thought was, what will I say to people? I have failed Christ. I cried. I didn't, I didn't wear, they didn't write smack on my body. They didn't pour me water. I was there. From there, I moved to that back. I felt that I was crying. I choose to. When I had a split over, it was, it's, it's not possible for you to still be an active person in NIFES um, when you have a split over or extra years. They don't count you as normal student. They count you as associate already. But I was made a president in that. They, they looked at me face to face. Sir, will you accept this? And I weighed everything. I weighed the not having money. By then, my mom was struggling a lot with finances. We were struggling a lot. I weighed everything. I, 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 I wait the coming back and people looking at me like, ah, you that fail, you are still bearing Christ. You will not go back and go and study. I looked at everything. And I looked at Brother Chris. I said, yes. I will go back again. If he needs me to keep serving, I will keep serving. I will not stop by the wayside. 
Because of my relationship with God, I became a strengthener to those that had extra year. I would tell them, if Jesus carried you since year one to now, is the extra year he will not carry you? Come on. What am I saying? It is that conscious effect. A lot of us, we are just afraid of that conscious effect. That conscious, that conscious step. Somebody just close your eyes a few minutes and just say, Jesus, I choose to take this step. I choose to take this step. I don't care what the campus, what my father and my mother will say, whether they will deny me or not. I don't care what my mates will say. But my heart belongs to you. My heart belongs to you. My heart belongs to you. My heart belongs to you, Jesus. My heart belongs to you. I choose not to look at all these things but you, Jesus. I choose not to follow all these things but you, Jesus. I choose not to follow all but you, Jesus. Jesus, it's you. It's you. I choose not to follow but you, Jesus. Savior, I'm taking this step towards your direction. I choose, I choose it. I choose you. If only you can see him that beats you calm, then it will not be difficult to follow after the instructions he gives you. I choose to come. My helper. Oh, my helper. Oh, my helper. Oh, my helper, Ebenezer, oh, Ebenezer, oh, Ebenezer, oh, Ebenezer, 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 oh, Ebenezer. Oh, Even if you slay, I choose not to let go. I choose not to let go. Come on, brother, come up. I choose not to let go. I choose not to let go. Jesus, hold on to me. I choose not to let go as I hold on to you. Are you making that your prayer? Choose not to let go. Choose not to let go. It is only by God, oh brother. It is only by God. My dear sister, it is only by God. Choose not to let go. Choose not to let go. Choose not to let go. Do you have to deny today to follow God? Are you ready to leave that relationship? Are you ready to leave that burden? Are you ready to leave that stuff? That keeps you away from Christ. Are you ready to follow God? Are you ready? It is only by God, my dear brother.